If you just want the interview, cut to about 12 minutes. Otherwise, it's a pretty long intro, but it's worth it. Good day. Good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. Been gone for a while, but it is back like the jump off. Shout out to little Kim. And today we are sitting down with the Bogarts. Now, who are the Bogarts? Well, they are, uh, they're a married couple. They're, they're not brother and sister, so when you hear them flirt on the podcast, don't start getting weirded out because... It's not that weird. They're not brother and sister, so it's okay. Anywho, so enough about uh, enough about who they are. What makes them special is really kind of one of the reasons they're here today. They own a bookstore in downtown Soldotna, Alaska, called Inkwell's Bookshop. Now, Inkwell's co- uh, covers carries all kinds of books. Whether you're looking for good books, terrible books, something in between. One of the books that they found that I liked as uh, as someone who likes some books and other books not so much is Killing Pablo from Mark Bowden. Mark Bowden is the author of Black Hawk Down and it is a book about the three-letter agency's involvement in the, uh, I would say murder of Pablo Escobar, but if we're being really honest about his overall impact, uh, they killed him. They killed him. He wasn't murdered. He was a dude who did some pretty terrible things. He's a dude that, to some other folks, is a cultural icon. So, whatever it is, he's got a complex history, and this is how the three-letter agencies killed him. The book is Killing Pablo... And the author is Mark Bowden. It is available at Inkwell's. Now, I didn't buy it there. I bought it at, like, some shitty chain bookstore, like, ten years ago. But what they do have that is new is Abandoned by Larry Baxter. Larry Baxter is a uh, cryptozoologist. He is a former military policeman. He is investi- a former uh, police investigator for the city of Homer. You can Google his resume. If you care about law enforcement resumes, it is a good law enforcement resume. Alright, that being said, he wrote a book called Abandoned, and it is currently available at Inkwell's Bookshop. Now, not necessarily the book Abandoned, but the film, The Search for the Poor Chatham Harry Man, was definitely an influence on uh, my own, our own search for the Port Chatham Harryman. And we talk a little bit about that on the podcast. We talk a little bit about other folks' experiences with uh, Sasquatch, with Bigfoot, with the Harryman, uh, with the thing out in the woods. This isn't a thing that Bethany and I haven't talked about before. We're pretty into cryptozoology. I'm going to have Joe Stoltz on very soon to talk about some more uh, cryptozoological creatures in the great state of Alaska. Shout out to Joe Stoltz. Had a really great conversation with him last week in Anchorage. If you have the opportunity to ever have a conversation with a professional comedian, you should do that. It's, if nothing else, entertaining. You'll learn a lot. You learn a couple of things, not only about the comedian, but you learn a, a little bit about what's actually going on and you get some really good information so shout out to joe stoltz now 
business at hand before we get to the conversation with the fine folks at Inkwell's Bookshop. All right. Chris Calico, August 22nd at the Soldatna Sports Center. Doors open at 6. The show starts at 7. This is part of the uh, Feeling Good Weekend Live in Alaska tour. This is the jump off for Chris Calico's new label, Earhouse. Now, some of you may or may not be aware that Chris Calico is no longer with Strange Music. He's branched out, he's doing his own thing, and Earhouse is that. Chris Calico has also apparently been to Soldatna, Alaska. He was here like 12 or 13 years ago with Tech 9, and a lot of folks are coming out again for this tour because they had such a good time at the very last shows uh, in Soldatna, or well, Kenai High School, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, a little bit about the sponsors because without the sponsors, none of this would be possible. All right, first off, Dave and 5150 Vapes. It looks like they're actually co-promoters of the tour, which is pretty special. All right, so 5150 Vapes, uh, shout out to Dave, shout out to the crew for making this happen. Also, Matt Plant over at Five Star Realty. If you're looking to buy a house in the Kenai Peninsula, that is one of the many places you can go to buy a house, but that is a guy who has also been invested in the entertainment of the Kenai Peninsula for years. So if you like like entertainment on the Kenai Peninsula and you want to buy a house and you want to keep those two things going, talk to Matt Plant because he does both of those things. All right, Mad Creations Tattoo Parlor and John Stocks. If you are looking to get a tattoo on the Kenai Peninsula, that is not only the place you should go, but it's the, as far as I know, it's the only tattoo parlor uh, in the entire state of Alaska. There are no other tattoo parlors in Alaska, just Mad Creations. So you should go there and talk to John and get a tattoo. All right, moving on, Urban Extracts and the crew at Urban Extracts. If you are looking for cartridges, if you are looking for just about any kind of concentrate, all right, Urban Extracts, they are your people. They do all kinds of stuff, and they are available at fine dispensaries, really almost all dispensaries throughout the great state of Alaska. So if you are looking for a more discreet way to uh, enjoy your cannabis products, be sure to check out Urban Extracts extracts it's in the name all right they extract herbs okay next up baseline sound if you are looking to provide sound for a concert on the kenai peninsula like we were you want the person who has been doing it the longest you want the person with the very best reputation especially if you are bringing in a national act or a regional act and you want them to sound incredible talk to paul over at baseline sounds now paul is the man behind wednesday in the park he was the man behind uh the all of the musicals that you see uh at the kenai uh high school like all of that stuff paul is the guy behind the sound for all of that that's the guy that you want to get and that's why we got him all right alaska car shop steve and elizabeth if you want your car stereo put in you want it put in there right so some of you may or may not know i was driving a toyota highlander and it should still be running it should still be alive but i like to think that this stereo the aftermarket stereo that was put in by another place in the area 
burned out everything so badly that the Highlander is now pretty much useless because of the car stereo that was put in. By the way, was not put in at Alaska Car Shop. All right, they didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't mess with the battery and the motor and all that stuff. The other place, terrible. Terrible folks. I blame them. I have no evidence to support that, and everything that I say is for entertainment value, so there you go. You can't sue me. There's a disclaimer. All right. But go to Alaska Car Shop, because I didn't, and now I got a dead car in my driveway. But this is Alaska. How do you know you're Alaskan? You got at least one dead car in your driveway. All right. Red Run Cannabis Company, the makers of Hashade. I'm actually wearing a Hashade hoodie right now. It's very, very comfortable. It's well produced, but that's not what they make. They don't make hoodies. They pressed up some hoodies and I'm wearing one. What do they make? They make Hashade. They make like 50 different types of Hashade. They make peanut butter. They make honey. If you are looking for a, to make it like a peanut butter and honey sandwich, which by the way is delicious, you can do that, and you can make it completely infused thanks to the fine folks at Red Run Cannabis Company. And, oh yeah, you can wash it down with a delightful glass of blueberry hashade. There you go. Get some, get some stuff in your life that's, by the way, not filled up with, like, an unusual or abnormal or freakish... Uh, amount of sugar. There's not 55 grams of sugar in this bottle. There's far less, okay? So you don't have to worry about all the sugar. You don't have to worry about your body digesting 50,000 different ingredients when you're ingesting the Hashade. No, no. So there you go. That's 150 milligrams right there with your peanut butter. That's a lot of peanut butter on the, if you're using the whole jar. But whatever, you're a grown-up. You figure it out. You know what? Throw it, in, uh, throw it in a blender. Make yourself a milkshake with some of the... Um, ooh, you know what? I can't, I can't even really talk. I guess I could talk about them because Red Run does have a retail operation. Anyway, I'll tell you more about Red Run after... Uh, the Bogarts. All right, I've been going on way too long. This is really, really long, and I apologize for all of that. All right, but I've got to, I've got to thank all of these people who are making all of this possible for all of us. All right, the Walden Brothers, custom T-shirt designers, Raw Cuts Barbershop, Insultatna, Four Royal Parkers, also coincidentally located in Soldatna. the 49th State Audio Addicts uh, Car Audio Club. They, by the way, have um, like a like a show and shine base competition on the 21st over at Alaska Car Shop. So if you're free on the 21st, head down K Beach, stop by Alaska Car Shop, get in there, check it out, and and check out this, this uh, stereos and stuff. By the way, you can probably get some, some tickets there. That's a thing that you can probably do. All right. Uh, Yo Tacos. Shout out to Yo Tacos. They make delicious tacos. Go get the OG. It's my personal favorite. All right. Outlaw body and paint. My wife was in a car accident a few weeks ago, coincidentally, uh, uh, around the time uh, Joe Stoltz was in town. Not with Joe Stoltz. She did not get into a car accident with Joe Stoltz. I don't even think Joe Stoltz can drive. Anyway, we got it into Outlaw. The crew over there, Jason, Wes, the whole crew, they got it in. They took care of it. And my wife is, is back to being a terrible driver. There we go. All right. Also, Targa, Targa Vapes, they uh, sheer vaping pleasure. If you are a vapor, not a vapor, but if you're a person that vapes, be sure to check out Targa Disposables. They make those little disposable vapes. Um, 
So boom, boom, shalak, lock, boom. And big dogs, hot dogs. If you are looking for a hot dog, if you're on a date, right, and one of your one of you wants hot dogs and the other one wants tacos, perfect. Peninsula Center Mall, you can send one to get yo tacos, you can send someone to get big dogs. My wife and I do that on the reg. One of us will get tacos, I'll get a hot dog. Or we'll both get tacos. She's not really much of a hot dog person, which is kind of a bummer. Anywho, uh, those are the sponsors. Tickets are available right now at 5150 Vapes, and VIP is selling out uh, as we speak. They're not sold out now, but it's coming. All right, ladies, gents, thanks for hanging in. Here's the Bogarts. Hey, Four Eyes. Hey. Hey, you look cute with those glasses there. It's hiding my pimple. I know. I'm sure I wasn't wearing glasses. But I had two eyes. Make sure. <laughs> Go get some of those fake glasses so you can fit in. Uh, I might have to. Um, so I'd like to introduce you to uh, to my friend Jacob. He is commonly referred to as uh, Siri on the podcast. He does a lot of our fact checking, our looking into it. If will, he's able to answer questions on the spot if something stumps us. Can he answer the question of where did he get that cool shirt? I know, that's what I was like, and where are the cool t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, for me. I, got a, I got the MC Back Commander shirt on, that counts. Nice. <laughs> we love Aquaman. <laughs> Glad you're here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what shirt you sporting, baby? So um it's uh it's for Moby Dick. It's um what is it? Better to sleep with sober cannibal than a drunken Christian. Snap. Yeah. And and as evidence of that, uh, most people at home or at work or wherever you're shamming now, um, Will is actually a cannibal, and so he he knows. I do. He doesn't I do. drink. He's got a soft spot for uh, blizzards from Dairy Queen, um, but other than that, like he he doesn't drink, but he he prefers human meat. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he's and he's been for a while. So like, clearly, you know, he's only eating, he's only murdering and eating other people. I don't know if you wait till like you see people with a cough. Like, I don't know how you do this. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Well, I, I try to keep it random. You know, like that's how most serial killers that get away with it, especially like Richard Ramirez. Yeah, that was one of his uh, uh, trademarks. Was they never encountered anyone like that because his he didn't have a. Uh, a, a type you know he just like went for everybody so but it is kind of like calling the herd if i see someone limping dude game over i'm eating a leg so, so um if, if that's the case i mean you don't have a type i mean like some meats just got to be better than others right like if we're talking about eating people uh, i just got back from uh, from a trip to uh port chatham port lock um, largely inspired by a book that you sell at your bookstore, the question of cannibalism and eating people always comes up. Um, and when we were discussing Port Chatham Harry Man, 
what kind of person would you eat if you had a type, if you had a preference? And a high Twinkie content. <laughs> what did you say? The, high, the, high, the more Twinkies they eat, the better. Like, it's a lot <laughs> really hard. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'll tell you a quick little yeah, story. I didn't know. So years ago, we went to a pig roast, and they fed the pig Twinkies for the last month of its life, and then they butchered it. And that was the best pig I'd ever eaten. And so apply that theory to human beings. They're so close to pigs, right? So the more Twinkies they eat, the sweeter the meat is, the higher the sugar content, you know? By the way, just if, if you're, again, at home upset about what, uh, what uh, Bookworm over there said about humans <laughs> and pigs being related, look, look into it, like genetically speaking. I think like- Siri? Siri. <laughs> <laughs> while you're at it like look up uh look up how much uh genetics we share with the banana and then get back to us with both of those bits of with a banana yeah he's just gonna look into it we're gonna we're gonna see how much banana a person is so uh nice. yeah so uh going back to um to this book and the idea of of eating people and then actually making the trip out there it's not like this book or the um, the movie is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. When I saw it, it, it was a, a search for the hairy man. But the book abandoned uh, is on sale currently at your bookstore now. Bethany, you read the book. What was your yes. experience reading the book? I I skimmed the book. I like I had this book for months, um, but I, I skimmed it. Life got in the way. You read. You actually read the book. Tell me about your experience reading the book. I, you know, I thought it was really informative. I thought it was rather um, uh, ambiguous. You know, I, I felt like it was not so much. Of, I mean, there was some like hairy man talk, but I think that the, the point of view of the writer, the author, was. Um, really like just wanting answers, wanting to know, you know, what sounds, what possibilities, et cetera. But I feel really well informed now um, about the area um, that I didn't, didn't before. And so I think it's a great source of information just about the area, the um, economy there and uh, kind of what the, what living there was like. And I thought that was really cool. Well, the author, uh, Larry Baxter, is a former police investigator, former military police. And so yes. for him to go out there with uh, his credibility, uh, because that's, that's also very, very important. I thought that that was, from what I skimmed, uh, I was able to get everything from information on packing, uh, like what I needed for my packing shipment, like for my packing bags like i brought extra socks because i knew that it gets wet out there uh you know i made sure that i you know i brought a poncho but i was also going in there with more open eyes than if i hadn't read the end of the book absolutely yeah you know so i kind of had an idea of what i was going into but as far as the investigative writing of uh, of larry baxter in the book I got stuff out of it, and I'm grateful for that. Absolutely, yeah. It helped me better experience uh, what I went for um, and, and what I experienced going out there. And yeah, I appreciated it, having that experience. So you read it before you left, or you read it on the way? So 
I've got to be really honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read like the first 20 pages when he started explaining like his socks <laughs> and like his experience with having wet socks and his time in the military. And I associated that with, uh, with my own military experience. And I was hoping, I was really hoping that I would, I would get to interview uh, Mr. Baxter before I got out there. So I'd be able to hear from the man, what his experiences were out there. But I did get to check out the end of the book as well. And so like, I have a more informed opinion of what I think happened uh, there without ruining the story for everyone else. Yeah, read, read, read the book if you're not going to make the effort to take the trip out there, I think it is, is what I'm saying. But, but if you have the means to make the trip out there, by all means, make the trip out there. So you guys stick night, right? Which yeah. separates you from the the extreme Bigfoot. Uh, I, what was the the guys on the Travel Channel? What who were they? The um, extreme adventure. I don't know. The word was adventure Northwest or something like that. <laughs> yes, something like that. Pacific North extreme oh. adventures. So and and I'll give credit to those guys. Like we went out there when we when I say we spent the night, I say we slept on the boat. We didn't Oh, hear me out. When you go out there and you you experience it, right? There are a couple of ways that you can you can have that experience. You can either go deep into the woods and you can like you can risk like real nature like jacking you up. Uh, a bear, a moose, whatever is out there, right? Uh, far more likely than a hairy man. If you are trying to tempt the hairy man, well, by all means, hang out on the beach. Hang out by the fireplace. Toast yourself a little bit. You know, um, make yourself more right. You've already brought your snacks out there. You want to cook a steak out there to say, oh, I cooked the steak and, and, uh, jacked up the hairy man got them all excited and that's how you die that's a terrible way to go <laughs> no no sir no ma'am not this guy we stayed on the boat because i know enough about the mythologies of different bigfoots and sasquatch to know that they don't want to get deep into the water that suit or not the suit the hair that shit gets real heavy and we're talking about the waters of alaska he's not going out there for bathing he's going out there to murder you think he wants to do any of that? No, no, you're not bothering him. You're not making a mess on the shore. You know, you're not doing any of that. I'm hanging out on my boat. I'm not disrespecting your place. I'm, I'm sleeping and staying on my place, trying not to bother you. Um, so we stayed on the boat. Not to say like we didn't, you know, um, I still pooped in the woods. Like that was rough. That was cool. Actually, that's vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I still put my life at risk. <laughs> did, did you wipe with did you use moss to wipe with or actual toilet paper well i used uh i used wipes i used uh oh. baby wipes um oh. i i stole them from the baby wipes that we get delivered from um from amazon in fact in fact my child's nickname is yeti so i stole yeti's wipes perfect yeah i'm familiar you stole yeti's wipes on a bigfoot adventure but yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I if I 
You know, if I had thought more about this on the way out, I could have brought more like, like I could have brought better, different cups. I don't know. Well, you know, Beth is like, Beth already knows this. And I like really want to express it. I wanted to go with you guys really, really bad. And I figured you guys needed a slow person. If you guys were going to camp on the beach. And I was like, so down to be that slow person. If, you know, if anything was chasing us, I was prepared to be the slow guy. Yeah, but you would have been the martyr. You would have been the hero, too. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's the legend. myself for the story, man. <laughs> Hear me out. So, so this was my <laughs> on the trip out there, was we had enough cameras that, like, if I got jacked by the hairy man, that if the hairy man was like, this dude's lunch, raw, and I'm lunch, he tears me to shreds. There's enough cameras that there's video of me getting mauled by the hairy man. My son, ironically, again, named Yeti, will never have to pay for college because his dad is the guy that got mauled on video by the hairy man. Yes, very much, very true. Set up. Yeah, by the way, uh, if you're hearing this, you should tune into the Woken Baked uh, YouTube channel because I've got the interview uh, hopefully the uh, the video for the interview with uh, that I did with the hairy man while we were out there did an interview with the man. And as you, as we were talking about earlier, you said that during that interview, he uh, you got to talk about martial arts with him too. Well, no, 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 no. This was before the interview. Uh, oh, was it? Okay, my mistake. Yeah. So I did a lot of I did a I did a lot of um, like there was real research that I could have done. Uh, by like reading Mr. Baxter's book. Um, but I didn't really do that. I watched the documentary that he was a part of and that was, that was inspiring. Like that inspired the trip out there. But if I'm, if I'm keeping it a buck, as the kids say, then. Don't uh, say that liar. Uh, a yeah. Uh, is that like keeping it a hundred? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Keeping it a hundred. Oh, okay. oh, not like right. a deer or anything, like <laughs> <laughs> a male deer. Buck, a buck, a male deer. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like keeping it a hundred, keeping it a buck. So, um, you know what I? Okay, so we went out there and I got to see some of what I um what I knew about the hairy man being a, being a hairy man, being a tough son of a biscuit, uh, is I got to see that, that some of the stuff that the damage that he can inflict on trees really like the, that he can knock over trees. Cause there's no way that nature eventually does this with dead trees where they just fall over. Uh, there's no way it, the only reasonable explanation Occam's razor, if you will, uh, is that he is uh, he practices his martial arts, whether it's boxing, whether it's jujitsu. Uh, not yeah, really a lot of a gear no gi guy. Like well, that's that, the tough question. Did you the, ask that? That was the conversation. Well, he and I didn't really talk about martial arts. And if I go back, I'll talk to him a little bit about martial arts, uh, more specific questions. But I, the conversation I had with your husband was that I, you know, like it's probably a gi guy because he's got the gi everywhere. He's faces. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He got them grips. He his cheek to choke you. A cheek choke. A choke a cheek. A choke a cheek. 
think that's an actual technical term for that. Maybe. I know that, uh, well, I don't know, but I think David Chokichi was an actor on Baywatch. Not that I watched a lot of Baywatch. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, but I, I was able to snag the interview with the hairy man. It was an, it was impo- I think it was an important conversation to have with the world uh, and the way that we see him versus the way he sees the world. Also, another, con- another conversation that I think that we need to be willing to have as Americans uh, is the idea of adventure tourism. And th- you sell this book, which I don't know how many people have, who have read the book or who have purchased the book will eventually make the trip out there. But for reading the book, uh, um, have you thought about making the trip out there? Myself? Yes. Uh, no, I, no. Um, first off, I'm kind of a scary bitch. Like, um, yeah, I don't fuck around with that kind of stuff. Uh, I believe in it. So, um, yeah, I don't play with it. And, and because of believing in it, like if a man turns into, uh, a Bigfoot or, you know, some sort of recluse that, that helps him morph into a totally different thing, um, because he wants to get left alone, like, I'm gonna leave him the fuck alone. So no desire, none. Would I like to have some answers? Cool. But I also think that there should still be mystery and magic in the world. All right. Um, Will, after hearing me describe the trip and (laughs) do you have any interest in either of those? (laughs) <laughs> fuck yeah i do is that i have for you is about adventure tourism is it is it because there might be something out there uh or is it uh, or, or what is it is it you just want to go camping uh well if i just want to go camping i have a backyard with plenty of trees there um i can go there uh i think it's part of like the the adventure tourism I've always been drawn to that kind of uh, mystery of magic, as Beth would say, but I, I want to experience it. And I think that's like some places you go, you can read about them and you can hear about them. You can watch all kinds of documentaries. You can talk to people, but some places have just like a, a different vibe and energy um, that needs to be felt. And, and that, and through that, there's a certain amount of excitement that comes with it. And it's the, the adventure part of it like even if nothing happens it's the yeah even if it doesn't happen there's still like that vibe and and that high energy or that just the, the feeling that uh, um that's something they're doing something exciting and, and potentially dangerous and scary and awesome and, and yeah and i want to see a fucking bigfoot knock over trees and shit like that even skinwalker ranch i think that'd be pretty cool too so I'll go ahead and include this in the uh, in the podcast and, and share with you fine folks. If the interview with the Harry Man documentary goes well, uh, the one that we shot in Port Chatham, then we're going to take the Port Chatham Harry Man on the road for all kinds of adventure tourism. Like we're not going like to Chicago or someplace like that. But Alaska's got some really cool adventures that can be had, whether it's the Harp Station, whether it's 
cool stuff that we don't know about uh, down here that might happen in the interior. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. And why not oh, yeah. learn about some of these things that are happening in our own backyard that are mysterious and that are cool. And if we have a station, uh, like if the, if the, the story that we have a station that can control weather throughout the world is true, well then, there has to be some documented evidence on their part of the weather that they have influenced. And I'm kind of curious now. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Even like the, the elf waves that they were using with all that too, the, the uh, extreme low frequency waves that go along with those, the harp station and stuff is pretty interesting stuff. So in Cuba, one of the things that apparently has happened at our embassy is there have been waves that have affected um, people's, uh, like causing headaches, causing earaches, causing like pain using um, suboral uh, like audio waves, like an audio. Yeah, they're using those. They're using those for crowd control measures. I remember reading about that years and years ago. So if we're using that as a as a more humane crowd control mother, uh, crowd control mother method, uh, then why wouldn't Cuba uh, use that as a more humane uh, crowd disbursement method? I've always been a big fan of the brown note myself, but uh... what's the brown note? <laughs> <laughs> This is educational and informative, sir. It's all the same. The same Jacob, church. look it up. Swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> so the brown note, it's like it's along as a theory that it's a frequency so low that it makes you shit your pants. <laughs> Musically. Musically, like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let me just say, after taking a moment to reflect on that, uh, I kind of hope that's what happens. You know, like, I, I think that's a crowd control method. I mean, if, if you put that, like, if that was real and you could actually do that, think about that. You have a crowd of people riding. You hit the button, pow, everyone shits their pants. Like, people so are effective. done. Like, like, they're ready to go home. I'm going home. <laughs> What if they're not? <laughs> how you want to how many weaponized? How crowd? many cops? All right. How many cops are really like wanting to fight or 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 tase a guy who's already got shit in it? You like like that that dude's got shit in his pants. If I tase him, that's not going to stop him. I gotta I gotta go straight to shooting. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happens if you I mean okay so you, you have yeah, like, do you do you jump are you allowed to jump straight to tasing or shoot or do you or do, I would think so. no, you have go, to tase first you want yeah you definitely want to tase him you don't want that guy with shit all over him jumping on you it's like fighting the naked guy right nobody Especially wants to fight you the don't naked have to, guy. like you don't want to well then if the now now the naked guy has like clothes on and they're shitty like, <laughs> and he wants to get the fist fight with you. Yeah, you tase that motherfucker right now. Yeah, but if but if he doesn't, man, I hope he stops. I hope everyone stops what they're doing and realizes 
holy cow, I am a grown ass man and or a woman or, or <laughs> other, and I've got shit in my pants and I still want to fight a cop. What is wrong with me? This can only end poorly. Because I know the cop is thinking once he's tased him, I hope this guy gets on the ground because I don't want to shoot another human being who's already got shit in their pants. Clearly, right. they're not mentally fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to pause real quick. We got two things. What about the fucking banana thing or how, like, genetically? Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, we got to go back to that. Bananas, we are 60% similar genetically. Uh, Pigs were 80%, and cats are 90%. Huh. Huh. I don't know what I'm more intrigued by, the fucking cat or the banana. All right. I'm liking my cats a lot more, like, since I've heard that. If I'm being, if I'm being honest, and I'm, I don't want to, I feel like we're in a circle of trust right now. Like, I like my cat a lot more nowadays. Like, I love that brown conversation. Do I want to know? Just looking up that. Do I want to? Do I want to know dog? Because I love my dog. I really love. Yeah. I feel like cats. Like we love cats, but cats could definitely do with or without us. And if they were just a little bit bigger, we would be dinner. Um. But dogs, like... Dogs are about 85% similar. The dogs? How much? 85%. Cool. On a genetic level. I love you, Wart. I don't like people. (laughs) The the brown dog... That's why we... The brown dog is thought to be between 5 and 9 hertz. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I love that it hurts. Just hurts. I <laughs> hurts. Um, so now that we know these things, I can I can plug this as well. Um, so uh, Chris Calico coming to Soldotna, Alaska on the 22nd of August. And it is uh, one of the participating sponsors is Dave Parrott of 5150. Dave Parrott of 5150 is really a car audio nerd like that's this thing it makes him happy i wonder if you go to the concert i can do my best to see if i can get everyone to hit the brown note after the show i don't want you to come and buy like have bought a ticket in advance to go see this thing and you plan to be there and you want to support the podcast and everything that we're doing I don't want you to get this ticket. Go to the show. We hit the brown note. You know the brown note's coming at the beginning of the show. No, No, we're going to tell you after the show, if there's an encore, it will be about five minutes after that. We're going to crank up the brown note. But please know that if I can hear the brown note, I'm also shitting my pants. It's not just you. It's me too. I think it's it's worth it. I think it's worth it. It's a good sacrifice. I would do it like... You know, right, maybe the last minute, you know, he's got one more joke, brown note, and then tell a joke and like. Oh, this is a comedy, sir. This is a, this is a, this is a rap concert. Ooh, even better. Hopefully people are dancing when they hit it. (laughs) We don't want that. We're five minutes after the last encore. Just be gone. Be gone. Get home safely. 
Get home safely and relieve your bowels. I don't want oh, you. No. No, 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 we don't want no, you. No, no, We're no, no. not going to do that to you. We respect you and we love you. We don't want you to shit your pants. We don't want 100 people, 200, 300 people at a rap concert to shit their pants. That'd be the worst oh. thing ever. No, we're not going to do that, ladies, gents, and others. No. But five minutes afterwards, get home. Get home safely. You think it would be that? You think you'd hit it and then it like has an after effect? Like... You hit the brown note, and then they walk outside and go, what was that weird noise? And then, like, crap their pants on the way home? Or do you think it's, like, a, an instant thing? Like, like I imagine if you it's hit that brown note, instant. it's like, it's done. Otherwise, it's yeah. a coincidence. Yeah. Well, it's too right. low for the human ear to pick it up. So it's just going to be an involuntary body. We would never know it was coming. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seal clap. <laughs> Man, I, uh, by the way, um, I I was trying to say earlier that like the hairy man, there's a lot of different ideas and mythologies about different hairy man and different Sasquatch ideas. And I'm gonna eventually I'm gonna talk to Connor from Bigfoot Anonymous about some of the different ones. But I know that Sasquatch can turn into all kinds of different living things. I've watched one Bigfoot documentary. Um, ooh, I got like 10 minutes. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, um, Bigfoot can be anything. And what I've learned is that if Bigfoot can be anything, then anything can be anything, right? Uh, if the, there, like there were otters that would swim around us all night and all day, I'm pretty sure that was the Bigfoot scoping us. Yeah, dude, the Kushtika, that's exactly like when you said that you were going to sleep in the boat or that you had slept in the boat because they wouldn't go deep or whatever. Um, not if it was the Kushtika, which I think we talked about before, which is the Otter Man. Uh, yeah. Which we did. We did talk about the Otter Man, but that's in a complete, the Otter Man is in a completely different part of Alaska. We are going to go to that part yes. of Alaska. We are going to learn. I'm telling you, man. We're doing some. We're doing these woke and baked adventures with the hairy man. He's going out and he's having some fun. So uh, there's consenting adventure. Consenting adventures yes. with consenting adults. All right. And a hairy man. But that's who I want to consent. Was just the hairy man. Yeah, he's 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 down for whatever at this point in his life. From what I get from my interaction with him, um, is like. I don't want to give up too much of his life, but at this point, it's just him and his wife, and uh, he's, you know, this is like her saying, go away for a weekend or two with your friends, but this is like, I'm pretty sure she's also going away because nobody wants to deal with adventure tourists. They all want to be adventure tourists, so maybe... I don't know if the hairy lady is going, you know, south. Of, I mean, there's not a lot of places she could go. I mean, she could go more north, I guess. But, um, yeah, maybe she's going off to Vegas or something. But I know that the hairy man said he was definitely going to check out a lot of Alaska this summer. He was going to see some stuff. Why now? Why does he want to tell his story now? He doesn't necessarily want, want to tell his story. He just uh, doesn't. He wants to be able to live his life. If you guys, and I say you guys, if people no like hiding. scumbags like myself uh, who are going out there, adventure tourists, right? Maybe he's out there and maybe he'll kill us. 
um, you know, or going out there. Who wants to deal with those assholes? And that was what I learned in my conversations with him. He doesn't, he himself doesn't want to uh, step in poop. Like he doesn't want to step in your, he doesn't, he doesn't walk through our lawns and throw trash. Baby wipes. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like, he, which I admit it was disrespectful on my part, but this was before I got my talk with him that I did that. So I'm glad I didn't rather than some of the other dis, uh, disrespectful shit out there. But I want to say that he's also, he's a Kenai Peninsula resident. That's Port Chatham in, and uh, Dogfish Bay, they're still part of the Kenai Peninsula. And so he supports local businesses. So if a local or an out-of-towner wants to go to, um, to Inkwell's to buy a book that is about him so they don't have to go see where he lives, because, like, really, who wants strangers walking through where they live? I don't. I mean, like, I've got my kitchen in the background, but, like, there's a lot different than you walking through my kitchen. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Not leaving Red Bull cans laden. Yeah. Anyway. And, like, um, you know, somebody had left a jar of Mount Olive pickles. And and I, I, I realized that, like, I had a big jar of Mount Olive pickles. I didn't leave them there. I found them when I came home. But that's, like, the Costco brand as well. And they probably weren't there to, like, share with the hairy man. They probably... If, if a hairy man had shown up and like, hey, can I have some pickles? They probably would have shot him. They would have hurt him, right? I went out there with bear spray because I knew that if I came into contact with him, I could reason with him. I could talk with him because I know I've I've read some of this stuff about him that's crazy. And I'm sure uh, if you go to the Wikipedia page, uh, Miss Bethany, the owner of the store that sells the book, and her husband, who also is the owner of the store that sells the book, uh, can tell you. There's, there's a whole lot of stories, and there's a whole lot of uh, history with our local Bigfoot, our Kenai Peninsula Bigfoot. You don't have to go out there and see him. You can read the book. Wow. Well, yeah. we've actually, like, just from selling that book, we've actually, like, heard many other stories uh, of encounters on the peninsula from Cooper Landing all the way all across the peninsula. And um, I was more surprised about how many people I already know that have some kind of Bigfoot slash hairy man story without even being. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had so very similar. People. I've had very similar experience when I told them I was going out to Port Chatham. They would tell me about something that they saw when they were out snow machine or when they were, huh? you know, when they were out camping or they were out doing this thing, wherever it was. Right. Um, you know, whatever it was that they were doing, uh, they had a story for it. But yeah, um, do you have any that uh, stick out to you? Like we have four minutes and 30 seconds on this, but if you have more to add, I can always uh, resend out invitations and, um, and have another 40 minutes. If you have any stories that stick out, I'd love to hear them. Has anybody told you stories, Will? Because it's created a lot of dialogue for me just selling the book um, because more often the people that pick it up are people that are like, Ooh, I had this weird experience out there. Um, and I know multiple people uh, that have had firsthand experience or told me about their firsthand experience of, you know, landing in Portlock and having to stay the night there or, um, you know, meeting up with weird people on the beaches. Uh, I've had, it, it just like, there's been a lot of dialogue and it's, it's, it's not surprising. Um, 
so much as like it's it's really interesting to me anyway but um what about you babe uh, I guess people talk like, to you about it more or has it created more dialogue for you as it has for me it's, it's created more dialogue and but mainly because it's like me bringing it up to people about like talking about bill and the book and the adventure um and mr baxter um and all this stuff and it, and it just bringing that up to people they they automatically cue in like hey it's like bill was saying they got a story about snow machining or out camping or or something like that and the, the one that stands out to me the most is uh when larry was telling me like they used to camp in port chatham and he said the uh, motor went out on his little skiff and his uh, wife was uh, out packing stuff. And he said, this uh, native cat rolls up and says, hey, you need some help with that? And he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, dude just appeared out of nowhere and uh, helps him get his skiff running. And then he um, turns around, dude's gone. And his wife walks up. He's like, hey, where'd that guy go? And she's like, what are you talking about? Um, and he was, and he, he was just like, he was right here. He helped me get the boat started. He was just so into it. And, um, now you know, he goes into a whole lot more detail. It's a quick overview, but I thought I was like, uh, super intrigued by that. Um, the, 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 the amount of strange events that happen and just by bringing it up, everybody has a story and that, that's, it's, it, it's amazing. Two questions. Uh, first, is that Baxter? Is that a Larry Baxter story or a different Larry? No, no, oh, no different Larry. Okay, different Larry. I just need I just need to know how to that that's more of an okay. edgy question. The guy's name is Greg, but I call him Larry because he looks more like a Larry. That's all. <laughs> I love the way your brain works. All right, so this is going to run out of time in a minute. Is it cool if I send you folks an invite in like another five minutes? We'll have another forty minutes if that's okay. I'm cool with that. You yeah. cool, baby? All yeah, right. I'm good. Take a couple minutes if you've got to, you know, grab a cup of coffee or something. Uh, do that. I, I don't know if you're working nights or whatever. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys uh, and gals and, you know, any, yeah, we'll be back in a second. You'd mentioned that uh, customers had come in and talked to you a little bit about some of their experiences. Um, without spoiling the story for your husband, who I guess would now have a reason to listen to the podcast after he's not on it and hear what you have to say. But are there any other stories that you've heard that stick out to you? Um, yeah, I've had multiple people tell me that they've, you know, been forced to stay the night there or decided to stop by there um, on a lark, you know, sort of a thing. And um, those couple of people just, you know, didn't experience anything um, like an actual encounter, but they said, I remember they both said that being there was really strange and they felt like they were being watched and like the energy of the place was just very, very different. Um, I've had another person tell me that, um, that they've seen a Bigfoot ish hairy man, um, out towards Skilak themselves and that they don't look like what we think they would look like. Um, another person said that she kind of like coexists in her, on her land um i can only assume she's out from like probably out towards sterling or something like that where um she there's a family uh that lives i don't know that they like kind of coexist with and uh not harmoniously but respectfully um and every single one of these persons that i've talked to like they're so genuine um in their descriptions of of their stories uh like 
it's hard for me to believe um, so many people could be bullshitting. Now, d- d- uh, capping off her story, um, I, a, I don't think people are full of shit. I, I think that sometimes their right. imagination gets in the way, um, and that's cool too. Um, but your friend Larry said that they had this experience, and I think based on my experience and the experience that my friends had out there uh, during our short time out there was a, if there is something out there, the last thing we were trying to do was antagonize it. Yeah. The, the very last thing that we wanted to do was, was hurt its feelings um, or say, you know, be disrespectful or mean in the woods because uh, if, if it, if there's something there, like I want to show it the utmost respect. Uh, I went out there with bear spray. Like I wasn't out there with like a big gun to like to handle some business if it got in our way. Um, you know, I, we went out there. We went out there as respectfully as possible, and I think that we were blessed with a good time. When we went out there with pure hearts, we didn't go out there with malintentions. We didn't go out there to try and fuck this thing up. We went out there and we had a good time, and we came back and. If nothing else, like, what's the Joe Rogan joke? Like, the one thing you never find when you're searching for Bigfoot is Bigfoot, uh, but you can't have a good time camping with your friends. And we had a good time staying on a boat, and the hairy man blessed us with a good time because we didn't uh, we didn't go in trying to show it any harm. That, How much time did you guys spend tramping around? <laughs> like, uh, actually, on the island, like, respectfully tramping around, but nonetheless... <laughs> What like how much time did you guys actually spend on the island kicking it and we didn't um, did you have fires did you yeah well we didn't go very far we didn't go very deep um again because we weren't as familiar with the area as maybe we should have been if we did want to go deep I mean we, mm-hmm. had, we had GPS we had these things we had these tools. But in a worst case scenario, you know, worst case scenario, but that wasn't what we were necessarily there for. If I were to go out again, then I would probably be more considerate of going further out there. But I would want to go with someone who is a little bit more familiar with the land than I was and than I am, which is more or less the beach and the immediate, the immediate area. Was the energy wild there? What was your experience with that? Um, I want to it's, it's obviously energy. gorgeous. Um, okay, so the energy, uh, I think it depends on what you go with, right? If you go there with the energy of like we're searching for something, we're on a seek and destroy, or we're on a hunt, or we're on, we're looking for evidence of this thing's existence. Whatever it is that you want from out of there is what you'll get. Except my best case scenario was I was going to get mauled by the hairy man on video. Didn't happen. What happened? I had a really good time with my buddies and they seemed to have a pretty good time as well. Uh, But we went out there with the expectation that in, uh, in a best case scenario, you know, like this is what happens, but in a best case scenario, this is what happens. And in the best case scenario, my friends and I had a really good time out there and we had some experiences in the middle of nowhere that we're wonderful with people that you care about. If you have friends, it makes the trip worth it. Now, if you, if you're going out there to hunt for the hairy man and search for evidence of the hairy man, you'll find that as well. 
you'll find whatever it is out there that you want to find. Good, bad, or indifferent. That was my experience. But if you are a person that likes camping in weird places, that was pretty cool. Um, looking back on it, you know, like we grilled on uh, on the boat, but we didn't we didn't like take one out in the dinghy and offer it to them. Which seems like if we were good humans and we were being respectful in your land, that would have been the thing that we did. And we didn't. Well, you can consider that next time. Absolutely. Next time. Yeah, bring him a cheeseburger. If there's a next time. I could go out there next time and he's like, you know what? You had a really good time last time. Uh, I showed you guys a really good time. And uh, now you're back. Now you're back. And he could just jack me up. And he's eight foot tall. He could kill me. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we talked about his martial arts, like you and I. Uh, I know from different sources of information that the, the man in the woods is typically into martial arts. You get a lot of time to practice. You know, those like, cool punch dance scenes and stuff. I had, like, 80s montage. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh-huh. Training. All right, I would like to thank the Bogarts for their time. I would also like to thank the following folks, the following businesses, the following all of that good stuff. All right, these are the folks that make this show possible. All right, Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive in Soldatna. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook. They used to have a website. They don't anymore. All right, check out their uh, the store. They carry supplements. They have treadmills. They have kettlebells. They have squat racks. They've got dumbbells. They've got barbells. They've got all kinds of really cool equipment, and they are getting more and more custom equipment in. So one of the cool things that I have experienced during my time on a treadmill during, uh, during the summer, taking a long walk to nowhere on a rainy day, is that folks come here from out of town and they train at really good private gyms in the lower 48 and what they tell me during our long walk to nowhere is that iron asylum is one of the very best gyms that they have ever been to Uh, the equipment the energy Everything there is what they want in a gym. It's very simple. It's very no frills, but they have the very best equipment you could ask for. If you are a competitive bodybuilder and you're trying to get your your pecs to pop, they have the equipment to help you do that. If you are a first-time pec popper and you're like, hey, how do I do this? They have professional competitive pec poppers, all right, that do that. They'll show you how to do it. They can do it themselves. All right? And and they'll coach you. They'll coach you to peck popping. All right? If you want to join the gym, call them at 907-953-4720 for more information. But you should really just follow the Instagram page because it's funny as shit. All right? It's very funny. I laugh my ass off just about every time Brandon has some rant and rave. Or I feel bad for someone. In the case of... The dude who inspired the I Love Hot Moms t-shirt, which, you know, I love hot moms. My wife's a hot mom. She gave me Yeti. She's still hot. I love him. Big fan. 
big, big fan. And if you've been wondering where you can get your hands on an I Love Hot Mom shirt, well, you can check out Walden Brothers or you can check out Iron Asylum. 907-953-4720 is the number to call for more information. All right, moving on to Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the makers of fine concentrates. They are the makers of Hashade. They are the makers of decarb oil for making edibles and many more products. They also carry flour from your favorite cultivators, including Bob's Morning Bear, Warner Brothers, Great Land Ganja, and many, many more. They also carry edibles from Lady Grey. So if you like Lady Grey and you like classy edibles and you don't want to make your own, go to Red Run's store. It's located on the Kenai Spur Highway. Now, if you're like, I want to get my hands on Hashade, but I don't know where to go, be sure to check out all of the finest dispensaries in the great state of Alaska. Or check out their website, redruncannabiscompany.com, for more information and weed maps so that you can check out the menu at their little uh, their little Nike town of weed there on the Kenai Peninsula. All right? It's right on the Kenai Spur Highway. You can't miss it. It's... It, yeah, it's right between Kenai and Soldatna. If you are driving from Kenai to Soldatna on the Kenai Spur Highway, all right, coming from Kenai, it'll be on the right. If you're coming from Soldatna, it'll be on the left, all right? It's a big sign, says cannabis and red run, all right? There you go. Go in there. Buy your cannabis. Providing, of course, that you are 21 years of age or older. And last but not least... Dave and the crew over at 5150 Vapes. Now, let me start by saying disclaimer, warning, all that good stuff. Nicotine is an addictive substance. There you go. But if you are looking to buy some Chris Calico tickets, then you've got to go to 5150 Vapes, Yo Taco, or Big Dogs Hot Dogs to buy those tickets. If you want to get your hands on those things, those are the places you've got to go. And if you're looking to save some money on some nicotine juice, well, again, 5150 Vapes is a place you can go to do those things. Those are things you can do at 5150 Vapes. Now, without any further ado, here is your cannabis warning. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B, marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C, there are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D, for use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E, marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. 